Welcome to episode 48 of the Daniel Yoris podcast with today's guest, Dr. Kathy Tran. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm joined here today by Dr. Kathy Tran. And one thing that I've kind of realized over the past couple episodes and over the last little while is it's never getting old to me, old classmates and, and people I know to give you guys all the title of doctor that you've so deserved. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I told you this would be awkward, didn't I? <laughs> I make everything <laughs> awkward, so it's not you. It's probably me. <laughs> no, no. It's just because like, you know, people listening, it's like we were just talking. Now we say hello again and now we're into it. But anyways, yeah. here we go. Okay, Kathy, you are a doctor. You are a chiropractor, but that is not yeah, everything that you are. That is your job. That's not your life. That is not my life. No. Give, uh, us, give us a quick introduction, just kind of who you are, what you do, and then we'll kind of we're going to deep dive into that. Okay, well, hi. <laughs> um, my name is Kathy or Dr. Kathy. That's what I call myself in clinic. Um, I don't really yet like to use Dr. Tran or anything. It's a bit more personable. And, you know, when my patients do come in, they see me, they're like, oh, this is my doctor or like this, like, now they go, that's my Cairo. But when they first meet me, they're always like, you're my Cairo. And then it's like, oh, no, that's my car. Yeah, it's because like I'm obviously I'm really young, um, but that doesn't mean anything. It just means I'm really smart. Right. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's see. Where did I where did I begin? Oh, my goodness. Years ago. So I was an odd child um, growing up. I always knew I wanted to be in the medical profession. Um, I've always worked growing up in high school and clinics. So I was always the receptionist at a really young age. Like I got flagged by HR many, many times because people kept hiring me. And then they were like, um, you do realize she's like 16. Like she shouldn't be a receptionist at this age kind of thing. Um, but like everyone vouched for me during like my interviews and stuff. So I always worked in a lot of different, different clinics, whether it be a medical office, optometry, shadow to dentist, Cairo. And, you know, that kind of, I guess, helped me pick the lifestyle that I want. Um, and I ended up being a Cairo. Um, I always knew I wanted to be in the medical field, though. So it was kind of like easy for me at a really young age that what I wanted to do just to help people. So, yeah. Right. What, what was it that drew you to anything in the medical field? Was it just that that was the first job that you happened to get? And then it just, you know, again, luckily happened to like it. Or was there something more that you were kind of seeking from that? It was definitely like, I actually like, okay, it was, I'm an odd child. So again, let's go back to the odd child thing. I don't know if this is a good thing to mention, <laughs> but um, like when I was in grade four, I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. I was always like, I always loved it. Just loved the atmosphere. Like, like I thought the lifestyle was glamorous. It is not, it is not glamorous <laughs> whatsoever. Um, I was always I love children. So I was always taking care of my like younger, I have a younger sibling and I always took care of my younger cousins as well. And I was always babysitting as growing up as well. So that kind of translated as an adult to somebody that like I would love to take care of um, and taking care of somebody is like one of one of the most like basic blessings in my eyes. It's like, it's so wonderful to be able to help somebody or make them smile. Um, so then that kind of translated to like what I want to do as a career. Um, people always say, do something you love and make a career out of it. And I was like, okay, like, let's, let's break it down. Um, being a doctor or being somebody that's able to help heal or help give, it's really fulfilling. And 
um, after shadowing so many different types of professions in the medical field, um, I have a lot of friends that are nurses as well. And I don't know, just something about Cairo being like a musculoskeletal expert. So working on like bones, muscle, joints, nerves, and everything, just being a little bit more hands-on was something I was like, oh my God, like I can see results like right away. Right. So not all the time, but like depending on your condition, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I was like, wow, like this really, this is, you know, this is sick, honestly, like, you know, for lack of a better word, I was like, my goodness. I was like, I love it. And, um, I kind of just chose, I just went down that road, applied, you know, you know, you know, crossed all my T's dotted all my I's did what I had to do. got accepted into school. And then the rest is history live a wonderful life now. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. That's such a great story. And like, you know, you're very lucky, I would say to, to have realized that at a young age and many people kind of go through, you know, they might be 20, 30, even, you know, older or whatever, and not really know what they want to do. And, you know, someone like you uh, was, you, you kind of knew the direction you wanted to head in a little bit earlier in life, which certainly helps a lot. Right. Yeah. You know what? That's okay. Like, you know, um, when I look at myself in my twenties, well, I'm not still in my twenties, but like <laughs> in the early twenties, let's say, or like teenage. And then I look at my friends are in their thirties and like, I'm approaching my thirties right now. And like, to me, I'm like, I'm still learning. Oh my goodness. Like I have, I have a bucket list. I don't know if people still have that, but I do. Um, I do. Okay. Do you actually <laughs> yeah. okay, wait, name one thing on your bucket list. I always ask people this. I, oh, I want to live in a different. I want to live in a different country for a full year. That's one thing. For a full year, okay, yeah. do it, man. Life, life is too short. Life yeah, too it's short. coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. One of my things is like I have like really specific items. Um, I am so scared of spiders, but the bottom of my list is to hold a tarantula one day. Okay. So they're very bottom, very bottom. I think I'm going to do it on my deathbed. Like I'm going to like be like. <laughs> Give me the tarantula. And I'll be like, hey, I did it. And just throw it away or something. <laughs> I won't throw it away, but just throw it just slightly. Pass it um, away gently. Yeah. yeah, pass it away gently. I'll do that. I'll pass it away gently. Take it off me now. I did it. Um, but yeah, so I always like to ask people, but I always say this because I'm still learning so much. And I'm not saying that just as like a doctor, but yes, just as a doctor, because we do have to do um, continuing ed to keep our licensure, you know, to be always up to date with the literature. Um, I'm always learning. I'm always looking at different medical seminars. And I think that people think that as a Cairo, like, you don't need to know any of these other things, like what medication um, people are on, or you don't prescribe medication anyways, what's the point? Um, But I go to the medical seminars that are like cardiovascular, I go to like rheumatology, um, toxic pharmacology, like all of these things, because anybody that walks through my door, it could could be any condition, you know, Um, I need to know if what medication you're taking. And these are the questions that I asked during my initial assessment. And that is because they, they always go like, why are you asking me these questions? I'm like, but it makes sense. It makes sense to my, like, I have a big head. So it makes sense to my big head. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm like, okay, if you're on a certain medication, let's say like a statin and it's like a blood thinner, right. And you have a, and then I'm like, okay, if you're on this, it means you have like a cardiovascular issue or like you have a vascular issue. Um, do you bruise easily? Because anybody that walks through my clinic door knows that I always say uh, my muscle work is not fun. They always ask me when it's going to be fun. Um, it's never going to be fun, guys. Um, I'll try to make it fun. I'll, you know, add in a giggle here and there. And that's, I think they hate that because they're like, you're 95 pounds soaking wet and five one. That's, that's my size. Um, and they're like, but why does everything hurt? I'm like, you know, you came through my door. 
smart. That's you. You came you here. Signed you signed up for this appointment. I I didn't reel you in, <laughs> but one, yeah. So yeah, that's one, like it's just really funny. Yeah, it, no, no, that that it's it's very funny. And the the fun thing is, um, once one person told me one time as a trainer, they're like, you know, to do this job, you have to be like a little sadistic. Like you like inflicting pain on people. And like she was like laughing and joking, but but it was it was hilarious because then everyone in the gym started laughing at that time because they're like, yeah, he just likes to crush us. I'm like, ah, that's not that's not what it is. But, I know it's but, not but the same thing. It's like you, you know that that the pain of the the muscle, the pain. It's not pain. It's a feeling a, sen- a sensation yeah, exactly that, uh, that I, feels something like i'll be like it's kind of like a deep dull ache it might be a little bit gross i just say it's not fun i say it's not fun but you yeah. know i'm like you let me know we can lighten up the pressure but you know depending on the person they're like no i can handle it and i'm, yeah. like, I'm like it's okay it's okay i know i know it's because i'm tiny but like <laughs> it's okay like you know four safe walls, patient, doctor, confidentiality. No one's going to know. Right? <laughs> Minus me screaming in my room. Like, and then people are like, what's going on in that room? My front desk staff like laugh every time. They're always like, why do you do that? I'm like, I don't, it's not me. It's not, it's not me. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's probably because exactly. people are expecting it to not be like for you to not be as strong as you are. And then like, oh shit, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I, it's so funny because people always ask me like, what do you eat for breakfast? And I'm like, nails and bolts. Like, <laughs> you, you guys don't like, what do you eat? Cereal? Like, what are you talking about? What you don't go out and just like, you know, get a, like a freaking ax and just like, you don't, you don't do that in the morning. Like, you don't, you don't know <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so good. Uh, go, going back to the, to the, all of the other things that you need to know besides like MSK stuff. I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong here, probably one of the most important parts about that is you need to know this information and have at least, you're not going to be a you know a world leading expert in these things, oh, yeah. but you need to know about it so that when people walk through your door and do have these other conditions, you know who to not treat as well to identify exactly. something that's like, hey, this is outside of what I can do. You need to go see someone else for, for this thing. And that, and that's, that's what's important of being a well-rounded practitioner. Um, you do not need a referral to see a chiropractor. Um, we are classified as primary healthcare professionals, primary healthcare practitioners. Um, so you can just walk through our door without referrals, the same way as if you were to go into a walk-in clinic to see your family doctor. The difference is, is that, yes, I don't prescribe any medication, um, but I need to know, again, like if you bruise easily or like, let's say if you have this condition or you have that, I need to know all the red flags. So my intake is a little bit longer. Um, I always say, I always like it when my patients actually see other chiros. I love it. I don't know. Like I love it because I'm always like, I treat really differently than most chiros. I spend a little bit more time with them. Um, but like, I really do want to kind of really understand your condition and understand if you're going to get better. And I can read you every guideline in the book. Um, That's one thing that I always say to my patients is I can read you every guideline in the book. I mean, like, you know, we've been in school for seven to 10 years. um, And we're again, we're always learning and learning, keeping up with literature because everything changes. There's so many new techniques and everything. I also do acupuncture. So again, just adding to the wheelhouse, you know, there's so many ways to treat. It's not just the crack and go anymore. It's not just the adjustment um, that you see on TikTok, which is really popular because everybody sends me it and it's always a chip bag and it's like the most dramatic sound. (laughs) And it's like, you know, it's like, okay, you're crushing all the chips, man. Like, are you going to eat that after? Like what's happening? What's happening? Um, 
but yeah, so it's about like, you know, being a well-rounded practitioner, because again, anything walks through your door and you have to be able to recognize these signs and refer them out because it is about patient care at this point. Like I'm here and my job is you gave me the goddamn privilege to be able to be called your doctor. And like, to me, I'm like, you're allowing me to live my life, you know? Um, and everything comes through my door. I have, you know, um, I don't work with a lot of children. It's just the demographic of where I'm located. I don't have a lot of children, but I work with, let's say, teenagers, um, a lot of geriatrics. So geriatric is elderly people. Um, I work with I'll have a, actually a lot of medical doctors that come see me. And it's funny because they'll be like, oh, I have this pain here. And they prescribe their own medication. Like they prescribe their, um, you know, ibuprofen. So like painkillers, or they prescribe their own muscle relaxants. And it's like just yesterday I had somebody and they're like, yeah, like we prescribed our own muscle relaxants for the last two weeks, but my neck still hurts or my like shoulders still hurts. I don't know what's going on. And it's like, I'm your doctor's doctor. Like, you know, that's your family doctor and they come see me. And I think that chiropractors in the beginning were seen as just like, okay, you crack and you go. Like, what do you really do? And I'm like, oh my God, my job is so fulfilling. It's absolutely insane. Like it makes me smile every single day. And I'm like so grateful for it. But you don't realize that your physical health affects every aspect of your life. And you have one body. It's the same thing as probably you as a trainer, like eating one salad. Honestly, yo, you ain't going to be skinny. Like, you yeah. know, like, let's be serious here. But eating one burger, yo, it, it's okay too. Like burgers are my favorite food, okay? Um, and the funny part is, is that like, my goodness, like when they come through my door and they have this pain, um, let's say neck pain, let's say, and the stories that I hear about people's lifestyles after, like I had one lady that had neck pain. And she was like, I was not able to hug my children. Hmm. Um, Cause her children are four years old, uh, four and six years old. So like, they're like, Hey mom. And they're like running, running. They like, you know, they throw their hands around the person's neck to hug, obviously. Cause they're like miniature human beings. Um, <laughs> and, um, and she was always like, okay, like, Whoa, relax. Okay. We'll do, we'll hug normally, like hug awkwardly. And just like, right. it wasn't natural. Right. And that was for like two months. And she was like, I can't hug my children like that. Like, because I'm so scared of my pain. Right. And like, it, I can't sleep at night. Blah, blah, blah. She comes in and I was like, do you trust me? Um, again, I can read you every guideline in the book, but I always tell my patients, this is funny. Um, <laughs> I was like, uh, I always go look at me. Do I look like a fortune teller to you? Do I look like I have a crystal ball? I can read you every guideline in the book. Um, and yes, I can say on average, this takes this amount of visits over this amount of weeks. And yes, that is going to be your treatment plan. But I like to treat on a base to base. So I come in and I'm always like, you know what? At the end of the visit, I'll be like, I need to see you next week. Or you know what? I need to see you in two days. That's based on my professional opinion. I know I can get you better in two days. So just trust me and come back move around your schedule. You have one neck. No one's going to go in for like a neck replacement surgery. Okay. Like, and I'm, I'm really realistic. So that's, it. that's like my expectations when I bring it to the table and then they're like, okay. So after like two, three weeks, she was like, I'm able to hug my kids again. I have no pain. I, my headaches have gone down, et cetera, et cetera. And, I, and she was like, you know what? Like, thank you. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, now you're on a maintenance care plan. So we changed the plan. So I'm like, 
you know what? I don't think you need to see me. Cancel your next appointment. I don't think you need to see me. Um, I think you're going to be okay. It's going to be like sore for maybe one or two days. We're going to get better. And now it's just, it's just going to heal on its own. So see me in two weeks time. Let's do a follow-up in two weeks time. So like, I'm, I feel like I'm always kind of low-key canceling my patient's um, appointments, <laughs> which is terrible to say. I know, I know, but like it works for me in my practice. Like my practice is 98% referral base. Right. Like, I don't think it's a terrible all. thing to say at all though. I think, I think it's actually, in my opinion, it's a fantastic thing to say because it, it would be, it would sound worse to me if you were constantly convincing people that they need to see you more and more and more. Because yeah, obviously you get paid every time you, you see a patient, right? And so and so that's you know the reality of it. But forcing people or, or convincing people, air quotes, that they need to see you three times a week for the next 19 weeks in a row to get better. It's like, well, you know, can, can we do this faster? Can we do this better? And so if you're getting people better faster, then that's a sign that you're doing a great job. And that's yeah. that's what everyone wants, including you. Exactly. So I've had I've had a few practitioners I used to work with um, always say to me like, oh, what's your on average patient blah, 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 like visit. Right. And I'm like, two, three. And they're like, oh, you need to up that. I'm like, for what reason? And they're like, oh, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, but it's not about the money anymore. And I yeah. think that's where like everyone always asks me, oh, I have insurance. I'm like, that's great. And I, I would say like, bro, I'm a doctor. Like, I don't look at your insurance policy. I'm like, I get my front desk staff to do that. But again, it doesn't change anything for me. Right. And I think that's where um, things, you know, differ. But, you know, it's not like Yo, my bills need to get paid and everything, too. But <laughs> my expectations are so realistic for me. I'm like, I get you better in three visits again, my entire practice, my entire practice is referral based. So it's like, and then I get like more referrals and then, and then I get them better, but it's about getting your family members better as well. Because a lot of people that do refer me, they see me and then they refer their children. You trust me that much with your children. They refer their parents. You trust me that much with your parents. Like, my goodness, it makes me feel so good. Like, you know, and it's like, oh my God. Okay. Like, let's do this, you know, but it's like, that's the point It's the point that I, I spend a lot more time with my patients. Um, whether I used to see, oh my God, when I first started out, I used to see like one or two patients a week and I'm like, I'm poor. And like, oh my God, no one trusts me. I just want to get people better and I'm still learning. Right. But now I'm like, you can't, I'm booked. I'm booked like crazy. Like in my opinion, anyways, um, <laughs> I'm booked for like a week or two week in advance now, right? Just because I liked, again, to book on a base-to-base, -base, um, on a week-to-week -week basis, just so I can make sure I can get everyone better based on their condition and whatnot. But to me, it's like, I have the best, the best job, the most fulfilling job. It's, it's not just crack and go anymore for me. It's the patient rapport, the patient retention, um, the referrals, you know, it's Christmas time. So it's Christmas time now ish. And like, you know, oh my God, the baked goodies I get. And it's so sweet because they like, it's like the love in my clinic. And I think that my staff is happy. I'm happy. My patients are happy. I see new faces every day. I oh mean, I can, I can ramble on forever. I love, I just, I love my job. It's just, yeah. that's the way it is. It's very, it's very obvious that you, that you really <laughs> love what you do. And it's, and it's a good thing though. It's, it's a very good thing. And I think that the way that you've kind of set this up and, and so early on in your career, and maybe people come to this later and maybe not, I, I don't know, but you know, having this referral basis and just focusing on getting people better rather than trying to book them in more, like you said at the beginning, you know, in any type of service industry or job and, and, and as well in healthcare, 
you know, the first week you start, you're going to have one patient. You're going to, you know, sit in your ass in your office for 40 hours or whatever, and you're going to have one patient. And like, you know, you're going to feel like, oh, the pressure's on. But (laughs) if you started like trying to just squeeze as much money out of that one patient, it would take longer to grow to two and three and four and 10, right? But if you just focus on really getting that person better, they're going to go and tell all their friends, tell their family, tell everybody. And that's how you're going to get filled up. And look at this. It's only been well, it's been like a year or so since yeah, you've been in practice yeah, and like it's look my like, second year exactly so and look, and look how quickly this has happened or it didn't take 10 years to get filled up as yeah. much as you want it to be honestly like within the first six months I remember I was sitting with my brother and I was like I looked at him and I was like I love my life like it's beautiful and like I tell I tell my hair lady I tell my facial lady I tell my like nail lady like I I tell every lady (laughs) and men (laughs) I'm always like my life is perfect and it's like it really translates to what you want to make out of it um again every practitioner practice so different. Um, every practitioner, I always tell, I always give people realistic expectations too. For example, like shoulder injuries, a mess, absolute mess. Um, I always say that it's like, it's never going to be a hundred percent unless like you're a pro athlete. Is this, is this your life? Is this like your whole soul is the shoulder? You tell me right now and I will get you better. Um, but realistically, like you are, you know, you work at a desk and you know, your shoulder kind of hurts when you play volleyball. Okay. I'm going to try to get you to not hurt when you play volleyball. Okay. But if you're going to be like, dude, this, this is my shoulder. I'm a pro athlete. I'm like, Hey, that's different. I have athletes coming through my door as well. Right. So that's, right. it's a different expectation then. So I think that a lot of the times, um, getting somebody better, be like, Oh, let me get you better. But you have to be like, okay, let's, let's be realistic here. Okay. Um, if I'm trying to get your shoulder better, I'm aiming for like an 80% and 85%. And that, that's, that to me is amazing already. Um, will it be a hundred percent? No, like I'm, I'm going to be like, bro, I'm going to get you a hundred percent and you don't get a hundred percent. You come at me and be like, oh, you're trash. And I'm like, I'm kind of trash. I'm sorry. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? But if I'm like, I'm going to get you 80% and you're like, oh, like I don't feel any pain anymore. You know, it feels it's there, but it's not painful. I'm like, okay, can you work with it? You know, can you work out with it? That's like, let's go slowly. And you know what? I'm like, you've had this pain also for six years and you've seen me for three weeks. Um, let's be a little bit realistic here, right? So I'm always being really realistic with my patients and their expectations. And I think that's where um, that also differs because after like a surgical intervention, let's say, which should be kind of the last route, conservative care in literature for majority of conditions, like musculoskeletal anyways, unless it's like, you know, you like tore ACL and you have to get surgery because I I ain't putting that together with my hands. You know (laughs) what I mean? Um, The surgeon can do that with his hands. Um, So like, that's what I mean. So it's like, uh, if they're, you have to be really realistic with the expectations, um, be very honest um, and really just try to get your patients better. And it translates to every part of life, whether they can hug their children, whether they can go on walks with their children again, whether they can like sit at a Christmas dinner um, when people have migraines or really bad headaches. I have tons and tons of patients that way because it's true. We carry all our stress here. Yeah, and absolutely. it's like, you know, your shoulders are like this all the time. You know, it's just like, you're just gonna chill. You know, yeah. you just wanna, you gotta, you gotta enjoy life a little bit. So it's like when they're at the dinners and then they have to like, 
leave the dinners because like they have such a bad headache. It's like, you can't even get through a family dinner anymore. Not because like, you know, Aunt May is being like, whatever she is always, every time <laughs> like, during holidays, but it's because of your headaches, right? And you have to leave and you don't enjoy that time. Right. So I think your physical health is extremely important to like your mental health. And I'm like, I'm a huge advocate for it. I know like you've seen my stories and everything. I'm always posting yeah. something on it, which just probably just did that two minutes ago as well. <laughs> but <laughs> no, yeah. It's, it's perfect though. And, and and everything you're saying is like, I 100% agree with it. It's the, the physical health. I find in my opinion, it's, it's the anchor of everything else. If you don't have that, all the other stuff is like, it's going to fall apart in some way. And to, and to start gaining it back, I think physical health is something that we can relatively easily control and, mm-hmm. and work on and see tangible results in a relatively short period of time to then give us the physical freedom to go and attack all those other, you know, quote unquote problems that we have in our life. Right. Exactly. I a hundred percent agree with that. And it's like, it's crazy that, you know, as a practitioner, I just never thought that being a Cairo being helping somebody just like move better. And then after hearing like their stories and like, Oh mm. my God, thank you so much. I can hug my children. Thank you so much. I can like go to the party without, you know, leaving it early, you know, because I've had a headache or anything. It's like, wow, like the quality of life truly changes. Yeah. And I think that's where, again, it differs where it's not just the crack and go, okay, go, go, go. But it's like, Oh my God, like the patient report, I know all my patients, like their favorite colors, what they like to eat, where their children are in school. I'm always like, oh, blah, blah. How's your daughter? Like, how's her exam? Like, I, you know, and it's just like that in itself is a form of therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that Cairo or any type of manual therapist, very similar to to being a trainer is like we spend a Mm -hmm. lot of time one-on-one with people Mm -hmm. and and people don't spend that much time one-on-one with anyone even like one's significant other your siblings the people in your house you don't really have like one-on-one conversations for very long periods of time regularly but you know we're in the gym we're working out or they're on your table and you're treating them you know it's just you and them in that room four walls nobody else is around and you have to speak to each other for that (laughs) for that time and so you get to know people like really well and they i'm and I'm sure they get to know you as well. You give, you know, enough insights into your life, but not all the secrets, but, but you give enough. Yeah. And, and so you get this, this very personal relationship and them feeling comfortable with you adds into a lot of the treatment. If you were someone who you came in, you know, stone cold and you know, like, okay, sit on the table. I'm going to do this. I gonna do this. It's going to hurt. Shut up. Don't talk. Don't talk to me. Don't tell <laughs> me about your life. Like, you know, you could have the most magic hands in the world, but it's really not going to help because there's so much more to it. So much more, so much more to just treating somebody, um, And being, being the doctor in the room, you have to realize, like I realize that I have that authority, you know, Mm -hmm. I have that trust that they're already putting like not their life, but like basically like, you know, their care into my hands. So like something that I'll always say is I always say, thank you so much for trusting me with your care because it's a huge trust thing, you know, whether, you know, I sometimes am I working on, let's say somebody's back, like, you know, I do have to lift up your shirt. I'll, I'll always ask, right. Um, and get that consent. Um, and then, but then it's the same thing. Like, what if they don't want to, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of trust. It's a lot of trust. And for me, you can always tell, and I always say this to my patients too, or to my friends, to my family, that you can always tell somebody's heart in person. You know, you can always tell if they're genuine or like, like, are they there? Like, why are they there for? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like online dating, you know, catfish, you know, you can never <laughs> tell online anymore, but like, you know, if in person you're like, 
oh my God, this person, like, Lord has a good heart. I'm going to trust this person, you know? Yeah. And people live in fear. But in today's modern society, oh my goodness, everyone lives in fear. Everyone lives in fear online, again, online dating, trust, like, do I trust this person? Are they real? Blah, blah, blah. But if you go into the treatment room that way, or you go into life that way, it's like, why are you fearful? We have the same 24 hours a day that you have, that I have, that Beyonce has. My goodness. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it's like, we have that 24 hours. Let's make it absolutely wonderful. And let's not fear anything. And when you go into the room again with the treatment or you go into to life in general, you're meeting somebody. Um, I say that honestly, probably half the time my patients come to me just to talk to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I hope I'm getting you better. Like, like I know the conversations are good, but God damn, like, what am I doing? my job <laughs> but you <laughs> are even care. even if even if you were just like sort of you know doing a like a pretend treatment almost like a placebo oh, treatment placebo. not on purpose not that you would do this and all that stuff but like let's say Which you I were disclaimer <laughs> yes and, and and neither should anybody but but i mean let's say let's just scenario that you did and someone comes in they're just having a really shitty day a really shitty week and like oh kathy my my uh, my my neck is hurting and you you know you kind of know that their neck is not hurting by whichever way in this imaginary scenario you know that their neck is not hurting so you lay them down on the table and you just start you know assessing them touching their neck does this feel okay does this but you're not you know that you're not really doing anything but the conversation is making them feel more comfortable their shoulders come down and relax they take a full deep breath in they are able to just relax and not be so tense and, and so like you know just suck up that's still treatment that's still treatment it might not be chiropractic but it's still treatment it is 110% there are many times that I've had patients come in and they're just like you know I'm tired today and I'm like Good. Like I'm a talkative person, but then I'll be like, okay, you know what? I have, I have a salt lamp in every room, in every treatment room. <laughs> you know, it just brings the mood. <laughs> so like, I'll be like, and we have dimmers. So I'll be like, okay, you know what? Like, um, and every time a patient's like faced up, um, I always dim the lights for their eyes. And right. those little things matter. Like we're not the dentist. Oh my God. We're like, oh my God. My <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So then it's like, I'm like, okay, if they're having a bad day, you can tell, you can tell people's energy when like they walk into a room or when you're meeting them, they're like, you know, my, like my shoulders hurt, my back hurts today. I'm like, okay, let me do it. Um, you know, are you tired today? Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, let me dim the lights a bit, turn the salt lamp, put a heat pack on. I'm like, you know, you rest up, you rest up for a little bit. I'm like, and I always ask my patients, like, do you have time? Like, I know that I, I have time in terms of like their appointment time, but if I can make it work, I'll make it work to be like the extra five, 10 minutes. If you just lying there on a heat pack, let's say, or, um, just like on a machine or something, um, like IFC intense, you know, like the Dr. Ho stuff, mm -hmm. um, that 10 minutes, that makes a difference in terms of like, okay, you can breathe now. Yeah. Work is over. This is your me time. It's the appointment with me, but you know, I'm going to leave you in the room. I always ask them like, if I see that I feel like you might need the extra time, I'm like, do you have time? You have time. Don't worry about it. I'll make it work with my other patients. I'm running from room to room. I'm like, my little legs are just moving. But like, um, I know I'm like little tiny legs. <laughs> but it's proportionate to my body. Let's just say. Yeah, um, not tiny. <laughs> my whole body's tiny. It's just my head's big. Um, so yeah, so I would just like, if you have, you know, the time, do you have time? Yes. Okay, good. I'm going to dim the lights and turn the salt lamp. You rest here a bit and we'll be back. Okay. Like take a breather because that's what people need to do in life right now is to stop and just enjoy it. Enjoy the process of everything. Enjoy the process of one, a treatment getting better. You know, your mind doesn't have to run, you know, like 
I don't know what, what's what's fast like a 12 on a treadmill like that's pretty fast or like what, 15 miles an hour I don't know we're Canadian kilometers here you know <laughs> um but you know it doesn't have to always be go 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 and I think that's what's important in my treatment as well it doesn't have to be go 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 um if you need the time to relax and me to shut my mouth I will and turn on the salt lamp, then I will um and that's just you know being able to read the room being observant um just seeing what people need in terms of their care and again that can translate to every aspect whether it's mental health whether it's just having a conversation and getting to know somebody because again like you said we don't stop and have conversations anymore yeah. and me and you are very lucky in our profession that we're able to do that because we so. learn so much more, you know, I bet you learn from your um, training, like, you know, your partic participant clients, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I learned, you're right. I, I, learned, I learned way more. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah what it's I mean. like my, my, I'm all make fun of myself here is like, and I, and I said this to you when we were talking the other day is like, mm -hmm. Kathy made sure to you know, let me know that. Yeah remind her remind me that she's a chiropractor and, oh, and yeah. like, there's certain things that we have to like be careful not to say because like she has a professional college and, and things to like uphold and like you know that's all like fine and good and we can't go into too much detail and all that stuff all fine and good and I said to her well that's you know one of the things that's that I like about me is that I don't really have like a professional body to answer to so I can kind of just like talk shit and say whatever I want and no one's gonna get upset <laughs> no one's no one's gonna get me in trouble for stuff other than other than my own my own self so, so my own self <laughs> You know, but like, that's what I mean. Like we were so lucky, like in our, but you know what? You can have a conversation in any profession. It's, it's life is honestly what you make it. Treatment is what you make it. Um, if you want to get better, you have the tools to get better. You can do a Google search on a Cairo or a family doctor or a mis, uh, RMT, you know, a physio and athletic therapist, anybody, you have the tools in today's day and age to get you better. Um, what, one of the things I found interesting with my patients is that I had a few patients that come in, they're like, I have back pain. Is this, is this where I'm supposed to be? Like, am I supposed to see a Cairo? And I'm like, oh my God, like, yes, you're supposed to be here. Thank you for coming. <laughs> but like, I'm also like, my goodness, I realized that people don't really realize what I do as a profession as well. Right. Like, yes, I treat musculoskeletal. So that means muscles, bones, joints, um, nerve issues. Um, but again, I, through an assessment and everything as well. And then we can see where we go from there. But yeah, I've had somebody come into me and they're like, like I have back pain. Is this where I'm supposed to be? I'm like, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. Right. And yeah. yeah, and it seems obvious to you. It's like, of course, but to that person, they they don't know, they don't know. And it's not their fault. They've just never been exposed to it, never had that issue before, or never no one's ever told them. So how would they how would they know, right? Exactly. Yeah. This outlook that you have is so is so amazing. Like I, I'm, I, I kind of knew this just from like, you know, from everything that you share and stuff, but, but it's, it's fantastic. And I think that it's something that's so often missed. It's, it's almost more work because you have to care more, but it's in the same way, less work because it's just you being you. This is how you are. You're not trying to fake mm -hmm. this to like, Oh, it's work to like care about my patients. Like, no, you just care about them genuinely. So you just do that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, wouldn't you want a practitioner that cares about you? Like, God damn. Like, yeah, yo, sometimes yeah. my dentist is poking my gum. I'm like, do you care? Do you care about me? I'm like, you're making me believe my gums hurt. But, you know, they do care. They do care. I know they're just trying to get that stuff out of my teeth. But like, my God, you know, um, I just think that it translates to so many aspects. And again, it goes to my social media as well. Um, I am a professional as my job, my career. I am a doctor. Yes, I'm a chiropractor. Yes, I've been in school for 
for, oh my God, too long, too long. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Um, and every conversation that you have, whether it's with a patient, whether it's with you, Dan, whether it's with my staff, whether it's my friends, my colleagues, random people I meet on the street, which actually that happens a lot more often than you think that people come up to me on the street now. And it, every conversation is an opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that like, oh, they're going to teach you how to do a calculus or like, did you know this fun fact? I mean, I have a lot of fun facts that I say in my room. I think people get sick of me by now, <laughs> but like, um, but it's an opportunity to learn because it's that social interaction. You can always learn from it. You know, whether you're an introvert, extrovert, what's the point of classifying yourself? You know, like, look, at me, I'm bringing lashes and blonde hair. I'm Asian, bro. Like, and I'm a doctor. And it's just like, oh, my God, it makes sense because you're Asian. But I'm like, yeah, but like, you know, I like to party, too. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like it's everybody is a little bit of everything. And every conversation is an opportunity to learn because you learn how to socialize better. You learn how to speak better. They might use a word and you'll be like, oh, I don't know that word. Let me like Google that word. And I'm going to start using that word, you know, like, like, oh, conundrum, my goodness. You know? <laughs> but then it's like, and that's what I mean. You grow with every conversation. Every conversation is also a negotiation if you want to do business. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like, it just, it's just so beautiful that there's so much opportunity out there and people just don't take it. You just don't take it. Again, you have the same 24 hours, get up get up and enjoy your life. And if you don't want to get up, then don't get up. Like, that's okay. Because that's, that's self-care lying in your bed, scrolling your phone. You're just like, you're resting. Rest is also productive. Yes. And like, let's say that one more time, shall we? Rest <laughs> is also productive. And, and it's like, oh my God, you do nothing. No, I'm doing something. I'm resting. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think with the rest thing is that it has to be intentional. You have to make a point that I'm going to stay in bed today and watch Netflix and, and scroll on my phone and do nothing. I think the 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 problem with it is when it's just happening and you're not thinking about it. You're you're laying in bed but you're worrying about everything. And that's not really resting. If you're if you're gonna rest, like like you said, resting is productive. So do it, but do it productively. Like rest the hardest you can rest. <laughs> Work hard at resting. Like do that the best. Be the best at resting. Yeah. I think, I think that's what, I think that's what people need to understand. It's like, you have to just put in the effort in everything, whether it's your self-care, whether it's going self-care again, is seeing a chiropractor or seeing a physio or getting a facial, um, or going for a walk. You know, mm -hmm. I always say to my patients, like, look at society now. It's, it's so fast. Everything is fast. Everybody wants to get better faster you know, which you can, if you put in the effort, um, people want to lose weight faster. Like, you know, you're a trainer, but people also want fast money, fast, like luxury goods, fast everything. And like, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. Cause yo, your girl loves Chanel, you know, that, 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 that happens too, but like, that's what I mean. But you can also be a little bit of everything and, you know, you can eat everything you want, but you know, in moderation. And I think that's where people are just like, Oh, I just want like, again, with diet and exercise, I'd say they're, it's fast. People, they're like, okay, this is my cheat day. So I'm going to eat everything as fast as I can and eat like all the junk. Is, but why? Like, why is it a cheat day? Like, can it just be like a Tuesday? Yeah. Can yeah. it just be Taco Tuesday? You know, it can't just be like, yo, burgers every Friday, you know, like, why can't it just be a day? Like, take a step back from society and look at your life. And as, as terrible as this is probably going to sound and like, you can definitely cut it out if you want, but 
um, you end up in your casket alone. Okay. Like yep. that's it. Do what makes you freaking happy. As long as you can sleep at the end of the day, knowing you didn't do anybody wrong, that's okay. In my eyes, you wake up to be the person that you would want to marry and you go to sleep being the person again, that, you know, that you didn't do anybody wrong and you sleep peacefully. Um, and that's kind of like where I'm at, um, in terms of like that. And that's like, again, translates to what I post translates to like how I treat, as long as I know that I'm doing the best I can, um, not doing anybody wrong. And I wake up to try to honestly just be like, you know what, why can't we be like quote unquote, perfect human beings, whatever perfect means to you. Um, whether it's like be kind, um, make somebody smile. Like my goal every day is to make somebody smile. And you've been smiling throughout this whole podcast. So like, check. Yeah. <laughs> you've been, you've been doing a very good job of it. And I imagine you do a very good job of it every single day, but like all these things you're saying is, is fantastic. And I can't, you know, there's so many tangents to go off of there, but to, to sort to sum it up and just to ask you, like, how did you come to all of this? It, it's not, these are not things that are taught in school. These are not things that are like, you know, you don't read them in a book and like, how did this all come about for you? Was this just how you were from like when you were a little baby or? Absolutely not. No, like, you know, like everybody at one point of their life. And I know, I know all of y'all lying. If you say this is not true, you were a toxic human being. Um, <laughs> like you were, you know, and whether it was like, you know, in high school where you're being a little bit catty, because like girls, sometimes we are mean, but like, I'm all about like, you know, like team nice girls only. And I think my girlfriends can like attest to this because anytime they're about to like, say something i'm like nope we're we're nice girls we're nice girls and they're always like okay okay whether like, i'm like i don't mean like saying anything bad about people like let's say like to their boyfriend they're like oh my boyfriend did this i'm gonna do this i'm like no no we're gonna communicate and we're gonna be healthy and we're gonna be team nice girls okay um no i think it's finding your peace you know mm -hmm. um people love me for me but people will also hate me for me um it's based on their perception and their experiences and their traumas. And you never know what people are going through. There was a time in my life where, you know, I was like really down, but you know, I still had a smile on my face and, you know, I still said my life was like good. I never said my life was perfect until it was like maybe in the last two years. Uh, and especially this year, 2021. And think about it. Life just passes by us so fast. Do you remember how foolish we were back in March, 2020? We're like, this is going to last two weeks of COVID. Mm -hmm. Two years later, look at us now. Like we're yeah. absolute clowns, like clown yeah. Academy, 2021 <laughs> class president right here. That's me. Like my goodness. Um, I think I found, I'm at a point in my life where it's like, you find your peace. Um, my girls, or my guys, like my friends, people around, you know, people are just, they're trying to get money they're trying to get love. Um, and one of the conversations I'll always have with people, especially in my room, is like, everything's fast. And I've already mentioned that so many times during this podcast, everything's fast. Um, whether you don't get to have that time to have that conversation. And for me, I have that time to have that conversation. You'll never see me on a couch watching TV just because I I feel I don't have the time, but I'll always take the time to like meditate every morning. Um, right. I think I found my peace because I found what, like, I just, I'd practice gratitude every day. And I think that's one thing that sets everything apart from have good day and a bad day. It's perspective. If mm -hmm. somebody did you wrong, um, 
but you care about that person, let's say in a relationship or, you know, like um, in a courtship. But if you care about that person, you getting angry and you yelling at them. Yes, you can be very, very emotional, but I think it's about being reactive or not. Um, reactions matter. Um, reactions matter in, you know, taking medication. Reactions matter. <laughs> <laughs> Just add that little snippet. Yeah, add a little, yes, I'm still a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm, I'm still educated. Um, <laughs> reactions matter when, you know, I'm treating. Reactions matter when you're having a conversation with somebody, um, if you care about somebody and they are screaming, yelling at you because they're in pain, because you hurt them and your reaction is to scream back, then how do you love them? You know, right. like think yeah. about it. Like if I love somebody, I don't want to be the point that I give them stress or anxiety because stress, anxiety, mental health is such a big deal, man. Like, like it's everywhere. Like everyone struggles with it. Nobody talks about it. Like, and if they do talk about it, like, yeah, they'll post one or two days. Like I post a goddamn every day about it. And it's like kind of getting annoying maybe, but like, that's okay. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, um, but yeah, it's just like, it's, it's slowing down. It's getting to know somebody. It's, it's like, how did you make friends? You know, you talk to them. And how do you spread love? You know, you smile at them. How do you, how do you wake up every day, honestly, honestly, wake up every day to help ease somebody else's stress and anxiety? You don't have to go to the food bank and volunteer and do all this stuff, which again, nobody really does nowadays. Um, you know, and like I've worked with children with autism. So you have to be really patient. I love, love, mm -hmm. love kids. And like, you know, one day if I'm like ever fortunate or lucky enough, I would love to be a mom. And like, that's like, that's the one thing is you have to like take a step back and realize what does success mean to you? Does it mean having no back pain? So you're able to go on a walk with your children. Is it being able to be independent? You know, um, you know, especially in the, like the older generation, the elders, right? Independence is the one thing that's always taken away from them. And that affects every aspect. They cannot go to their appointments without somebody. They cannot um, go for a walk. They can't reach the top shelf without help. And you as a trainer, me as a Cairo, or anybody, athletic therapy, like physios in that wheelhouse, in the medical wheelhouse, independence is what we want to give back, right? But also independence also means like being independently okay with yourself internally um like if you ask me what i did this weekend yo your girl went to the symphony orchestra alone <laughs> just sitting Amazing. there enjoying the music and it's just like people are afraid to be alone so mm -hmm. i think that it's okay to be alone it's okay to be happy alone and you cannot take care of somebody else if you can't take care of yourself and taking care of yourself means booking that appointment means eating that whatever you want. You want to eat cake because it feels good. Then eat it. Like no one's judging you. Literally nobody cares. I think like, you know, like what well, people care, but like nobody cares where you're going to eat that slice of cake inside your bed. Blah, blah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's just, I think that's where I found my peace where it's like, it's okay to be and do all these things and be everything because you cannot be labeled, you can be independent, and you can just honestly just be happy. You wake up with a grateful heart, you wake up being able to make somebody smile one day, and if you have that power, which we all do, to make somebody smile, then do it. 
make that, make that your life goals every day, make somebody smile. And then it'll honestly make you smile. So then, yeah. and then now you're like, yo, that's good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that's no, it's, it. that's, that's very beautiful. Everything that you just said. I think I 100% agree with you again. And if, if you're not in a job where you directly deal with any type of clients or, or patients or anything like that, uh, maybe you don't have this opportunity every single day that's mm-hmm. very obvious to make somebody smile. But there's always people in your life who you can make smile. Mm-hmm. And and it does feel great. Like as a trainer, you know, people will show off on stuff. Like, oh, look, this client lost this much weight. Look at this guy's abs. Look at this girl's butt. Like, yeah, that stuff is all like fine, good and cool. But the, the things that make me the happiest is when someone says, I can put my socks on by myself now. I can put my t-shirt on by myself. I was able to go for a hike and I, I didn't have to stop every five minutes to sit down because I could get through the the walk in the forest. Like, okay, that stuff is not that flashy and sexy, but like that's the most impactful stuff. That's like giving somebody their life back. And going back to what you said about being alone, I've said this before. I've said this many times. I think COVID forced a lot of people to be alone for the first time. Mm-hmm. People who live by themselves or, you know, we're relatively isolated from each other. Obviously, we all talk to each other on various you know, online and whatever, texting and stuff, but we had to be alone. And a lot of people didn't like the person they were with. And that I think for lack of a better word and excuse my language, but it fucked a lot of people up. And I don't think that that's okay. And I don't think that that's an understatement. Mm -hmm. Um, And so people need to, you know, you need to take steps. You can't just crumble up and, and, and be in a ball for the rest of your life. Like that's not, that's not okay. You're not able to make anybody else smile, make yourself smile. If you can't, you know, do the things that you need to do and, and you only know, what those things are that you need to do, whether it's getting going exercise, going to get an appointment with your Cairo, going to get a facial, going to, you know, whatever should go shopping, like whatever the thing is that you need to do to like get you out of that funk to make you keep to, to get you going. You have to do that and you have to like love your life so that you can spread this more. Yeah. And I think that that's like, and you know what? A lot easier said than done. And I completely, completely understand that. But if it means you have that goal um, I still do everything with paper and pen. So like my agenda is still an agenda. I go to Indigo every year and get a new agenda. Um, but like, why don't we do this? Why don't you honestly just set a goal, write it down, like sit down and be like, what's my goal? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be, I love, I love the five-year plan, 10-year plan, blah, blah, blah. But like, what's just the goal? Like, what do you want? You want to get out of that funk? Yeah. Okay. So then you start from there, out of the funk. That's the goal. Step one. Okay, you know what? Why don't we just shower? You know, right. yeah, brush exactly. your hair and look good, feel good is so, so true. Like it is so true. And it's just like it translates to everything. And that doesn't mean I need a six pack because like your girl don't have a six pack. Let me tell you, she don't. Um, but like it can honestly just mean like you're you look in the mirror and you're like, look good a little bit good today you know or like you know like oh you know i got a little, a little, a little something in my eye but that's okay that's okay too like it's always like you know you can be like okay you know what this is me this is who i am this is my body um it doesn't have to be skinny it doesn't have to be super fit um can i eat a burger can i eat cake can i eat all this stuff yes um but like can i still be healthy yeah of course you can like 110 percent um i think just again just like slowing slowing it down and just really enjoying the process of everything whether it's the process of the treatment plan or the process of the training plan the process of just honestly waking up and doing a morning routine um that five minutes in bed 
or five minutes going for a walk or just breathing. I think that the one thing that I love to do is honestly, I go for my morning walks and, you know, I kind of just phones off everything. I'm just breathing and I take in the fresh air and I'm like, holy, I'm alive. Oh my God. Like, (laughs) this is amazing. And it's like, I think that people just sit outside for a little while. You know, I don't mean like, yo, go out right now because it's kind of cold. But if you're in a warm destination, like go out, just like, just sit and just don't think for like five minutes, yeah, two minutes. It doesn't Name take one thing that you're grateful for every day. Yeah. Try to try, try to be different, like try to name maybe a different thing. Um, but if you want to name the same thing, name the same thing. It makes you more grateful for it. You know, like um, name one thing that's grateful every day. And then as long as you can make yourself smile, I think that's that's kind of the biggest the biggest thing for me. Um, I'm lucky to be able to do that to my patients. I hope so anyways. I don't think they're laughing at me, but if they are, like that's good too because I'm a low-key comedian as well. <laughs> they're still they're still laughing and they're still putting a smile on their face. Exactly. So, You're laughing still, at me. It still all counts. Me laugh, so. <laughs> so I'm exactly. like, I'm good with that too. Exactly. And, and I want to just restate kind of what you said about the the gratitude and the breathing and the simple movement, like a walking, like you, you don't realize how powerful it is until you, until you do it. It sounds so simple. Oh, it's just a couple of deep breaths. It's just a five minute meditation, but it's not just a five minute meditation. It's not just going outside for a walk and breathing fresh air. If you do it, you will know, and you have to give it a, give it a, give it a chance, do it a couple of times, but really do it. Don't be outside on your phone and, and text or outside for a walk and be on your phone scrolling TikTok while you're walking. Like that's not the thing. Like just go outside and put you leave your phone at home, walk for five minutes outside, breathe, look around instead of looking down at your feet and down like where your phone would be. Like look up, look at the trees, look at whatever whatever is around you. Just look at stuff, mm-hmm. and and it will be powerful. It's like take some time to breathe. Uh, so one thing that I've been doing more recently, but but always is at the end of workouts with with in person clients, just have them. The last thing we do is we lay down on the ground on our back and we just breathe. We take six like deep intentional breaths timed whatever and and it's not uncommon by that sixth breath that i see a little bit of like a a little bit of a tear or a little bit of a smile coming yeah and it's like every time i never ask because you know that's their thing it's like that was that was powerful wasn't it yeah it was and that's always the response and it's just six breaths but you do it with intention and and you you really do it and it's gonna it's gonna make a difference no matter what's going on yeah. And, you know, like, again, to whoever's listening, if you are in a funk, I'm not telling you to go there and like get a hard workout, like listen to this, get up right now, open your window, maybe breathe, take three breaths, don't have to be six, do mm-hmm. something different because you'll never get out of that funk if you do the same thing, the same goddamn thing every goddamn day. It ain't working. It clearly mm-hmm. isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Just try and it doesn't again, you don't have to change your lifestyle. It's not a gigantic change. It really isn't. It's the little habits that add up. Yeah. To make you better. And on top of that, like you're probably super lucky, Dan, that we have like, you know, great friends and families around. I'm so fortunate to have my girls around, my guys around, my friends, my families, my patients, my staff. Um, that do make me happy too. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that, man. It's like that. You got to change, change your surroundings. And if changing your surroundings means changing people, that's okay. That's okay. And changing your surrounding means just, you know, trying to get out of that funk and getting out of bed and just like breathing outside on your porch or looking at the window, looking at a tree, like this is a tree. 
Why am I looking at the tree? <laughs> I'm telling you, can you just go look at the tree? Just, just yep. go look at the tree and just look at it. Look at it. Look at it where it started. Look at where you started. Look at where you are. Are you happy where you are? If you're not, okay, keep looking at the goddamn tree. Just look at it for 20 seconds and breathe. Three deep breaths. Close your window. There, you did something different today. Yeah. I That's think that this is also a thing that, you know, we can't really judge ourselves on these things. Everyone's going through something. Everyone's got everyone's got something going on. And and I'm sure that you experience this with patients. They'll, you know, in a new patient, they're telling you their history about their injury, about their lifestyle. And they kind of say stuff and they kind of drop it and pause and they wait for you to react because they expect you to react like negatively, like, oh my God, I can't believe he does that. Like, what yeah. a bad guy. How can he be so unhealthy? And you're just like, okay, that's okay. That's who you are. That's fine. That's like a, like a non-reaction. And the same thing happens to me all the time. Like, oh, I eat so bad. I eat this, this and that. And they're expecting me to like react. And it's like, okay, this is, that's where you are. I don't, it doesn't matter. We're just, this is the starting point and we're going to fix it. We're going to get it better. So there's no reaction. So for so someone listening, like for yourself, you can't, you can't have this judgment on yourself that what you do is quote unquote bad or wrong or that you've got it so bad and, and things are terrible and it, and it can't be fixed. And you know, your problems are worse than everybody else's. It, everyone's got shit in their life. Mm-hmm. And so you need to just kind of, you know, accept what it is that you've got going on and then, and then work from it. That's how I always say, I think that's like one of the main things that I'll always say is um, find your peace, whatever that peace may be to you, find it and hold on to it as long as you can. And you will let it go. There will be times that you'll let it go, but then because you let it go, because you've already had it, you're so aware of what it is that you'll be able to get it back a lot faster. Mm-hmm. You know, you're so much more aware, like, Your body is so much stronger than it thinks. Your mind is so much stronger than it thinks. Um, You're stronger than you think, you know? What's that, the Dr. Seuss line? The, um, you're, 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 there's no one you are than you, you know? And that is- Oh, that's a good one. There's no one you are than you. Like, yo, who are you trying to be right now? Like, are you trying to be Dr. Kathy? No, you ain't going to be Dr. Because I'm Dr. Kathy, you know? You ain't going to be Dan. (laughs) You ain't going to be Trainer Dan. You ain't going to, no. Like, you're going to be whoever you are. And whoever you are, as long as you can go to sleep at night, knowing you didn't like screw anyone over, mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, that's okay, baby. Let's go. That's okay. You know, you don't exactly. need anything else. You know, be the USU you can be. I love that. That's all you need to be. You know, mm-hmm. this is all about, you know, your health and how it translates to your physical health, to your mental health, finding your peace. And I think that's where people just need to, need to chill and just enjoy life because you can't enjoy life if you know, there's like a hustle and bustle. Just breathe, just breathe. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And that's what we always say here. And that's the whole, the whole point of this is just meshing the the physical health with the rest of our life because it's all intertwined and, they, and it cannot be separated no matter how much anybody much wants to separate it. You can't separate it. You can't, you can't, not at all. We're, we're who we are. We're humans. We're human beings. We have reactions. We have emotions. Um, my friends always say that like, oh, you're like, you're not emotional. I'm like, no, 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 no. I am. I feel everything, you know, I just mm-hmm. don't react to everything. And that's yes. the difference. Um, yeah. You can be emotional. Do I feel love? Of course I do. Do I feel anger? Of course I do. Maybe not as often as somebody else or et cetera, et cetera. But you do feel all the emotions. You can be emotional, but not be reactive. Yeah. And being reactive to not be reactive. We really do have to be more proactive. We're the proactive in terms of like, you know, finding that peace, finding, um, 
getting better, getting better with treatment, getting better with training, getting better with food, you know, take a step back from like, this is what I'm doing wrong. I know I'm doing that wrong. If I want this in two years time, what can I do today? I can smile today. I can breathe today. Okay, tomorrow, can I breathe for a little bit longer? You don't have to run a marathon right away. If you want to run for five minutes and you know that you can run for 10, but you're like, yeah, I'm kind of bored and kind of lazy. Okay, then run for the five. Tomorrow, run for six minutes. You know, and if you have to run for six minutes for two months because you're like, okay, you know, I'm chill. Okay, you know what? Okay, at least run seven, try, try seven, and et cetera. Like when I, I hate, I hate cardio. Um, I hate cardio. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it. Um, I'll do Stairmaster though, Uh, but I hate it too. Um, But I love strength training. So I strength train. Mm -hmm. But I recently started cardio and I was like, and I know because I used to be a runner. So I used to be on the track and field team. Um, okay. um, relay, 100 meters, blah, blah. I snowboard as well. Again, you can be a little bit everything. You can wear Chanel, snowboard, go rock <laughs> climbing, be a doctor. Be, yep. Come on, everyone has seen this. Like, look at this. It's Iron Man, which is my yes. favorite Avenger. So, like, we can fight about that after. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll fight you on Thor for this one, but you know, maybe for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like you can, you can be a little bit of everything and you can do a little bit of everything. Um, and again, like going back to the cardio talk, like I started running on the treadmill. I'm like, oh, God damn, like I'm going to run at like six, seven. Okay. I'm like, okay, you know, five minutes is enough. I'm good. I'm good. And now I'm like, okay, seven for like 10 minutes. And now I'm like at eight and I'm like, now I'm sprinting at 12 and I'm like, okay. But like I started somewhere, but at yeah. seven, I was like, I'm doing seven. And I'm like, I'm going to stick at seven for the next two days. Did I physically know I could do more? Yes. But I was just like, mentally, I was just like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I was just like, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go lift some weights. I'd rather do that. But then I kind of pushed myself. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm at seven for like the first entire week. For the seven days a week that I worked out, I was like, I was at seven. I'm going to stay here. I was like, I know I can do eight. I did eight for like a minute. And I was like, yeah, that's good enough for today. <laughs> And then, but like, that's what I mean. It's okay to also stay where you're comfortable, but then push it a little bit. Baby steps are still steps. Exactly. It doesn't have to be like these big overhauls and going through the motions is still valid. Like, I think that I'm probably guilty of being misunderstood sometimes where, where I say that, you know, I'm very much a fan of like, if you're going to go work out and like have a plan and like do your thing, like don't just do stuff randomly for the sake of doing stuff. But at the same time, and I always am sure to like qualify this, like, If you just want to go exercise for the sake of exercise, that is very good. And by all means, like, please continue to do so. Just understand that what you're doing is not necessarily getting the goals or or working you towards the goals that you want them to be working or want to be achieving if you're not doing the things that are required to get that result. So it's okay to just exercise for the sake of exercise. But if you want to increase your deadlift, running on the treadmill is not going to help it. But if you love running on the treadmill, then by all means, go ahead and run on the treadmill. You're just not going to get stronger at the deadlift by doing that. Yeah. So be a man with a plan, you know? Yes. But like a plan, there's always, you know, detours. There's always yes. detours along the way. Um, I always say any form of exercise is good exercise. Every trainer will say that. I'll say mm-hmm. that. And it's true. Any form of physical activity, whether it's going for a walk, as long as you're moving, I'm happy. Yeah. You know? Um, but if you do have a goal, again, set that goal, set that plan, right? Um, things just don't, I mean, if you're lucky, if you're like super lucky, things kind of just happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't wake up with a six pack. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. uh, but if whoever listening does, moment. like, damn, like, show me your ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone someone was asking me like, you know, what can we do to like get abs by Christmas? And I was like, oh, 
if I had the answer to that, I would be a very, very wealthy man, but I don't. Yeah. So like, maybe next July. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's funny, but I mean, you know, we, if there was quick fixes, we would all do them. But I think that at the same time, if there were legitimate quick fixes, if you could just take a pill and would fix all your neck pain, all your back pain, make you fit, make you have a six pack, make you have perfect cardiovascular health, like all these things, I think that there would be some element that's still missing because part of on the fitness side of it anyways, part of the fitness journey and the, and the benefit of it is going through that, like embracing the suck and going through the hardship of it. And by just taking a pill to have that magic thing we would skip that. And I think that it wouldn't be as effective for that. And it's like an intangible benefit. There's no way to measure this or no way to quantify it, but I believe it to be true. Um, I a hundred, a hundred and a hundred and ten percent agree with what you just said, because it's, it's true. It's like the satisfaction. It's that fulfillment yeah. of you doing something like baking a cake from scratch, whether it's a child doing it with an easy bake oven um, or like an adult doing it from complete scratch or like a, a box, a cake box. Like you're mm-hmm. like, damn, I made this. I cake. made that. Yeah. I made that. You're going to eat that, but I made it and I'm yes. probably eat it too. But by the way, I made it, you know? Yes. So it's it like, matters. Yeah, it matters. It really does. It matters because from start to finish, and, you know, okay, every book is going to say this. And they probably heard this on like 10,000 podcasts. Though the journey matters. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? But it does. And it's just like, it's so, it's so, again, if you have that quick fix, it's, it's like, it's like making money. Mm-hmm. You know, you, when you actually like work hard and like, like I grew up really poor. So like, let's just throw that out there. So like, and then I'm like, damn, but now you really value like the meaning of a dollar. Right. Mm-hmm. And that means something. It means something. Right. Um, yeah. That, that, that's where, like, that's where that journey is too. It just, it's the same thing. Again, it can translate everything that we're talking about translates to every aspect of every single life you know and money and work and business and eating and health and like taking care of your body and that's what's beautiful that you have to realize that this is not just a conversation about um you know finding your peace blah blah blah, happy rainbows butterflies (laughs) because yo like yo screw that shit Honestly, yo, Dr. Kathy telling you to screw that shit. Because if you apply this to every aspect of your life, you're going to be like, God damn, this is why my life is good. You know, yes. like I understand the value of a dollar. Oh man, business is booming, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, every, this is, things are so much more in common than you think. Humans are like us as beings. We're so, we have so many more similarities than differences. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's why, like, that's why things, when we read it online, like if, cause I, I, I know me, I follow like all these like quotes and everything. I'm like, that's me. I'm this meme. I'm that meme too. <laughs> like memes and like positive quotes. And it's like, oh my God, this is so true. Or like when people read those love quotes about breakups and like, or love quotes about like finding your person, you're like, this is, this is who I want to find too. And it's like, <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. It's because we're so much more similar than we think. At the end of the day, we're all we're all human beings and we need to be we should treat ourselves like that and, and each other like that because and, and I don't mean, you know, that we treat ourselves badly, but it's like, <laughs> you know, like kind of we started off. It's like, yes, you are Dr. Kathy, but Kathy is not a doctor. Kathy is Kathy. And, and your job that you do is being a doctor. 
That mm-hmm. is not your entire life. That's not your defining thing that you just, you know, you live in the clinic, you sleep on the table and then you just wake up and, and treat people and then go to sleep. Like that's not <laughs> how it works, right? Yeah. You have a life and, and you are Kathy and you, Kathy is a doctor, but, but that is not everything that you do. And yeah. so, you know, we, we all have to treat ourselves like humans, treat each other like a human being first, that accountant that you will see, they're not just an accountant. Like they have a life and they do stuff. That's not just accounting, whatever, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't, 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 don't ask me. Don't ask me. Don't ask me about don't, <laughs> don't ask me about numbers. I have no idea. I barely know how to use Excel. So, you know, don't ask me. But anyways, you you get the point. It's like <laughs> these people are people too. They're not just uh, you know, their job or or their title or whatever you know them as, right? And I think I think that's that's a beautiful statement and I think that's where, you know, everything comes in and it ties into again our physical health and our mental health and everything like that. And, you know, like one of the things that I said to you before we started this podcast, I was like, oh my God, you have so many Kairos on your podcast. Like, are you sure you want me? Like, is it going to be repetitive? Like, I'm like, I don't really know like what I want to talk about. And then he, and then Dan said to me for others listening, they're like, no, it's, but it's you talking. And I'm like, Dr. Seuss, like, <laughs> yes, no one's youer than you. So I'm like, no one's meer than me. And I'm like, okay. So whether it's about, chiropractic care which the beginning kind of was and then Mm -hmm. now it's like about like you know life philosophy and everything like that and again that translates to how I treat my patients and how they see me how they see me as a person and like and then the online persona too you know like with Instagram and everything um yeah so it's just it's just beautiful that we can be everything and still do everything and still make people feel good exactly and I think you know because there's no secrets to any of this health and fitness and all this stuff when when you say something you say it in a different tone of voice in a different choosing of words than I say it but we're all saying the same things a different chiro will say the same stuff a good chiro will say the the same stuff and so but you know, the more that we continue to spread this message and the more that we continue to say these things then you know it's going to impact someone else someone else is going to hear it from you and they're like oh that's what it means. I get it now, right? But they've heard it from someone else a hundred times, but it just didn't click until they heard it from you. And it's like, that's the one. And they clicked. So that's why we keep doing this. You do. Keep doing what you do, you know? Exactly. You you brought up one thing just a couple minutes ago, and I want to kind of just finish here because I, I would be upset if I didn't ask you about this. Yes. Chef Kathy. Oh my! Talk to me about your cooking and your my recipes goodness. because it okay. is very impressive. Yo, where, where's my apron at? Where's my? I love. <laughs> oh, I love cooking. Oh, if I wasn't a doctor, I'd be a chef, and that's what something that I always say to people. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, food! Amazing food is the one thing that you know. Sharing a meal with somebody is so intimate, and I don't yes. think people realize that. Like. You know, when you're out and you're like eating a salad, first of all, salad's like the worst thing to eat on like a first date kind of thing. Cause like you're trying to get that piece of lettuce in your mouth and you're like, uh, and it's like, it's just like, it's awkward. Have you not seen like a piece of lettuce that's not cut properly and you're trying to shove it in your mouth and you get like <laughs> dressing all over you and you're like, I'm, yeah. I'm not cute today. Um, I love, love cooking. Um, I cook like your grandma. Um, I do not cook with recipes. Everything is based on just my palate. Um, I love, I love everything about it. It's on my Instagram highlights. You'll always see it. It's always just me in the kitchen. Am I that person that's like, yeah, like you can help me. Uh, yeah, you, you can help me wash the dishes. You can help me do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, you can. but I love, you know what feeding being, I love it when somebody eats my food. Cause I'm like, because one, I know it's bomb and it's not about even being humble right now. Honestly, it's like, 
it's like, oh my God, I love, I love cooking. It's my passion. It's my passion. Oh, I love it. No, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely comes through and it looks very, it looks very impressive. I'm, I'm always impressed. I just like, even like it looks fantastic, but even I know how long it takes to make those things. I'm like, how does she have time for this? Like you come home, <laughs> I see your story, you're like in the clinic. And then like two hours later, there's like this amazing meal. I'm like, how did that even come to be? Hey man, it's so meal prep in the mornings in terms mm-hmm. of like you prep the food, not like, I don't really do meal preps anymore. Like, you know, um, I like, you know, the chicken broccoli thing that we always all eat, which I love, which I adore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like I, I prep all of my ingredients usually in the mornings. Yeah, or, things are like washed and cut. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which makes us the actual cooking part of it. It's really, really fast. Yeah. Um, it also helps because I don't cook with recipes. I just I cook what's like in my head. And for me to cook something, I need to have been able to eat it before. So right. I need to taste it. So like for example, somebody asked me to make um like Japanese curry, which is a different type of curry. Um, than like I'm Vietnamese, so a different type of curry than Vietnamese um or like Indian curries, right? It's completely different. So I I had I never tried Japanese curry, like authentic Japanese curry. So I went around one day and I I bought like four from different four places around the GTA and I just like ate it. I ate it so I can taste it. So then I'm able to make it at home. Um, I think the kitchen is a wonderful, wonderful place that brings so many people together. I mean, half the time, like, how do you celebrate birthdays? You go out to eat. How do you celebrate Christmas? You eat. Thanksgiving, food, food. Pick the people that you also want to share your meals with for the rest of your goddamn life, man. Yeah. And yeah. and if you're able to see someone eat your food and enjoy it, you're like, I made it. I made it. <laughs> like I made it in life, but I also made that dish you're eating. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and it's no, it's it's, it's true. Food food is so important to like our just everyone's culture, every culture, all the holidays, they're all sun around food. You go with your friends, food. Like you said, all the holidays, food, and it's just, it's important to do it well. You don't have to be, you don't have to be as good of a chef as Kathy, but you know, if everyone was like, I think the world would be Can a better place. Watch my highlights, please. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love baking too. So like mm. that, that's different. Um, usually people ask, always ask like, oh, if you, can you cook? I'm like, yes. And then they're like, oh, nobody cooks nowadays. I'm like, well, you haven't tried my food. But like, yeah. and I'm like, always like the cooking too. I love um, the baking, sorry, the baking too. I love baking. Um, the one thing I don't like, okay, this is a fun fact about Dr. Kathy. Dr. Kathy hates chocolate. I absolutely hate chocolate. Interesting. Like, so then for me, I'll never, the one thing I can't make is a chocolate cake because I'll never taste it. Right. I'll never eat it. Um, have I tasted chocolate before? Yes. I just choose not to eat it. I just don't like the taste of cocoa. I just, not my thing. Not my I'll thing. strongly disagree with you on that one, but you know, teach their own. You are you are the <laughs> And you. like 99% of like everybody would. Yes. Um, I'm definitely more of a chips person, but yes. Um, yeah, I love cooking. I think that cooking can be a form of therapy too. Like, Absolutely. you know, it just, everything just translates so well into every aspect of life. Yes. I've always loved cooking. I've done it since I was younger. I've always been fascinated. I was that, I was that girl that bought, you know, the burger set from like Toys R Us or the homemade kitchen, everyone that had a kitchen. Cause like, again, I grew up poor. So we never had like one of those toy kitchens. I played on everyone's toy kitchen when I went over to like their family's house. Um, I played with my pots and pans and my mom would yell at me and like make me give it back. Cause she needed to make dinner. But now in my household, um, I make dinner for like um, my family too. Like I'll go over to see my mom and I'll cook. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's great to be able to see someone enjoy your food and it just brings me my peace and happiness too. Of course. It's awesome. I'm very impressed by it. Where (laughs) can, where can people, what's your Instagram handle that people can, uh, 
can see your highlights and, and, and connect it's with you. And Dr. Kathy. So D-R-C-A-T-H and then Y-Y-Y, just because like somebody definitely stole Dr. Kathy with one Y. Right. And, you know, maybe I'm a little bit extra, you know, I'm kind of short, kind of tiny. So, <laughs> you know, try to make myself a little bit different. No, but yes. seriously, somebody just stole my handle. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's how so it is. Dr. Yeah. Kathy, um, I reach all my patients do typically reach out to me on Instagram. I'm more than happy to help. Um, And I do reply to all my inquiries. I do get students coming in and asking to shadow me, which I 100% will accept. Anytime I can help, I will. So, you know, feel free to reach out. And um, yeah. And if I don't get back to you, I eventually will. I get a lot of like, you know, DMs or inquiries a day. So I, but I always make time to um, get back to them as best as I can. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll put the I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. And what's the the name of the clinic and where is it located in in the GTA for those of us who live in and around here? So Iconic Health and Wellness. That's where I'm located. It's in Vaughn, so Weston and Highway Seven. Um, if people that live in the GTA know the Spaceship Movie Theater, it's right across the street from there. It's like you you're nodding your head because I know you know. What I'm yeah, well, I live right here, and we used to go to Colossus every Friday night yeah, in high school. Colossus. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So right there, really, really accessible, um, like right off the highway. So I'm um, super accessible. Um, it's a little bit harder to find because it's in the corner. But again, mm-hmm. you call the clinic and we'll be healthy to help. Sometimes I personally run out and be like, oh, what's over here? <laughs> if I have the time. Yeah, um, we're That's always awesome. happy to help you guys. We have tons of practitioners there as well. I am the chiropractor there. I also have um, Dr. Sean, which is another chiropractor there. We have athletic therapy, we have RMT, and we will be getting physio as well. So Yes, awesome. If, if anyone recognizes the name of the clinic, uh, Carla Leong is the athletic therapist. She was on the podcast yeah. a while ago. She saved my knee and therefore my life. And so you'll you'll recognize that, uh, that, that clinic name. So is it any wonder that two amazing people work in the same building? <laughs> I think no, but you know, this is how it goes. Wonderful people everywhere, my friend. Everyone yes. Is there anything else you want to leave the people with here in closing, Kathy? Let's see. Find your peace. Be happy. Make somebody smile and breathe. And Dr. Kathy on Instagram. <laughs> I am, I'm still educated. Minus, you know, my, um, for those listening, I've been drinking out of a Iron Man mug the entire time. So Dan's been, I see Dan's like clear cup. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> I'm just yeah, boring. Yeah, water. <laughs> yeah. okay. Good. Thank you so much, Kathy. I, I really appreciate your time. This was this was amazing, uh, and you know, so many good things to to learn and and share from this. I'm for sure gonna listen back to this one because this was a good one. But this is a good one. Thank you for anyone thank listening. You. Make sure you listen to this intently. Do things intently. Be a good person. Share this with someone who needs to hear it. Give Dr. Kathy a follow on Instagram. Check her out at Iconic Health in Vaughn. While you're at it, give me a follow on Instagram as well, at Daniel Yoris, just my name. Everything will be in the show notes. Give the podcast a subscribe, a like, a rating on iTunes, all that stuff to just continue to spread the good message. Go make somebody smile today. Be a good person. Do your thing. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.